Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who are building award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. I'm your host, John Duesberg, and I co-founded my own company and this podcast with the simple idea that life is short, so why not love the people with whom you work? We have a passion for helping people-first leaders like you connect individuals and teams inside of your organization to create stronger workplace communities and cultures. So whether you're leading a small business or a large enterprise, fully distributed or in the office, welcome to our community here at The Great Retention. How does a company with more than 13,000 people create a thriving workplace culture across multiple locations? Today, I sit down with Linda Massakite, Chief Administrative Officer at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Children's diverse workforce of over 13,000 people work across three hospitals, eight urgent cares, and many other ambulatory locations across Metro Atlanta. Children's has made a conscious effort to double down on culture and redefine their mission, vision, values, and employee promise. Linda and I discussed the innovative tactics her team employed to reinforce the new Children's Healthcare of Atlanta story, the crucial role that leadership visibility plays in employee engagement, and how investing time in employees and recognizing their efforts can create a positive workplace culture. Stay tuned for valuable insights and inspiration on empowering managers and sustaining a robust organizational culture, especially during challenging times. All right, Linda, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The Great Retention here at Children's of Atlanta headquarters. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, So much respect for you as a leader, but also for Children's as an organization. Right, the brand, the 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 purpose, the mission. Um, so I'm so excited to just dig in and just learn from the experiences that you've navigated. Um, yeah. You know, uh, especially over these last few years, it's, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of challenges, right? Um, yeah. But for our audience. Um, talk to us a little bit about just overall makeup of of children's you know, number of employees, mm-hmm. you know, locations. What does that look like today? Yeah, well, we, we've grown a lot. So we're at 13,000 employees and growing. And we have three hospitals and eight urgent cares and many other ambulatory locations. So we're spread throughout Metro Atlanta. And so uh, quite large. We have everything from physicians, nurses, respiratory therapists, lab pharmacy, food service workers, environmental services worker, marketing, finance, you name it. We have a lot of different types of employees, a lot of different generations. And so our organization is very diverse. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like you're leading a small city. (laughs) Um, I mean, everything from, like you said, physicians to food services to security. And what goes into my mind is, you know, I know that culture is really important, but, you know, and I want to get your feedback on what does that mean to you as a leader, but also as an organization, but also, 
you know, how do you how do you keep that sense of culture when you have such a diverse employee mm -hmm. base that's spread out over all over, right? Um, right? So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like and what that means to you. Yeah, well, we take culture very seriously here. It really is the fabric of who we are. And we've been focusing on culture a lot over the last couple of years. And, you know, it's been challenging for us. It's been challenging for everyone. So we decided to double down on our culture and really to define, you know, what do we want our culture to be? And so we went through um, an effort in 2021 where we relooked at our mission, we updated our vision, we updated our values, we created an employee promise and a new strategy. And we brought all that together to, to call it One Children's. Um, but really, the focus on our employee promise and our values is really what brings our culture alive. We committed to that. Uh, we rolled it out in early 2022. And um, we've seen an incredible payback from, from doing that and yeah. our focus. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to dig into to more of that. So it sounds like, you know, you know, you you prior to that, you know, here at Children's obviously impacted by the pandemic, yeah. right, and COVID. And so coming out of that and, and not even totally out of that, then you, the leadership team said, Hey, we're gonna do we're gonna reevaluate our, our brand promise and mission yeah. and values. And so so talk to us and and where my mind's going, what I hear from a lot of leaders right now is they're talking about, you know, what is our employee experience strategy, right? right? From, from hire to, you know, to exit, everything in between. And, and, and what, what you just shared to me sounds somewhat like, hey, you're, you're looking at your employee experience mm -hmm. tied back to your values, tied back right. to your... So talk to us a little bit about the why behind why you felt that the organization needed to focus in this area. Talk to us a little bit about the experience. We'd love to, right. to learn from you on that. Well, quite frankly, like the rest of the world, everyone was just in a funk and we just felt yeah. like, you know what, we need some energy here. We need, we need to reignite the passion for what we do, why we're here. And so we really felt it was important to reevaluate our mission, which is to make kids better today and healthier tomorrow. And we felt like that's still who we are and what we do. Um, we did feel like our mission was, or our vision was not as compelling. So we relaunched our vision, which in short is to do everything possible to make anything possible for kids. Love that. And, you know, we involved our employees in that. And I think it's in our physicians. And I think it's something people can rally around. Yeah. We launched a new employee promise and we called it people first, children always, because we know that if we take care of our people, then they're going to be able to take care of the kids. And our employees loved that. They loved this notion of people first. And then uh, we added a fourth value. We now have four values, care about people, passionate about kids, dedicated to better. And the one we added was committed to self. And especially during the pandemic, healthcare workers really put themselves first and yep. took care of their patients and did everything they could during a very tough time and they didn't take care of themselves. And so it was us giving permission to our employees, you've got to take care of you. So we added that value of committed to self and I think it was, it ended up being really powerful.
I love that. Um, on the way in this today, uh, I think Wellness Wednesday. Yeah, right? it's Wellness Wednesday. Saw, saw some workout clothes um, around. Um, so, so just to kind of dig in, go into that a little bit further. So, yeah. um, you know, so so one of the things that um, you know that I hear from, especially in healthcare, mm -hmm. um, is uh, is you know burnout is is, is a real big issue. Yeah. Right. And um, and this kind of goes into the work that I believe that you focused on for mental health. But I think it's tied back to, you know, self-care. Right. Right. And so it goes to your your value. Um, and so 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 I'd love for you to share a little bit more about, you know, just one. What was you know, what what have you experienced at Children's related to burnout and mental health? How have you responded to that? Obviously, with the fourth value. But I know that there's. There's got to be more than just, a, you know, talking about values. Right. There's got to be action, right? right? And so talk to us a little bit about the action that you've taken. What are some of the lessons learned, you know, just overall experience around that? Well, uh, particularly in 2020, we started to see not only our employees, but their kids really struggling with the pandemic. I mean, everyone's shut down. Kids aren't in school. Yep. And so we started to see a lot of mental health bubble up. But what we heard was that parents could not find a provider because they were not in network. Everything was out of network or they, um, the providers did not pay or did not accept insurance. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, you know what, we've got to do something. So we... The mental health you're referring the to. The mental health, got it, yeah. Got it. Okay. And so what we decided to do was to offer free mental health services for all of our employees and their dependents. Okay. And we still offer that today. So if you go to a mental health professional and they don't accept insurance, as long as you submit a bill, we will cover it wow. free, okay. 100% free. And so we've now had that um, for the last, this will be the third full year um, that we're offering that. It has been huge. I mean, we had parents that were desperate to find mental health care for their kids, and now they just don't have to worry about yeah. that. There are lots of providers that um, are self-pay, but we're paying for that. So that's the biggest thing that we did. And each year we have about 15,000 visits wow. um, to mental health professionals. And if you think about that, it's like a little over one per employee. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but especially for the kids, I mean, kids are really struggling as much as the adults are. So we wanted to offer that. Um, we offer, ha we also have mental health counseling free on site. Um, we um, introduced a number of programs, one tea for the soul, where we'll go to a department and have tea and soothing music and really work with groups on meditation, stress relief. We have we bring um, a masseuse and do chair massages. So really just a lot of things to help our clinicians in their units where they are. So both at work and away from work, a, a, a number of resources to tackle this mental health issue. That is, issue. that is, that is so cool. And, and when I hear you, cause I think for each organization, it, it might look a little different, but yeah. what I hear you is, is you're basically saying to your people, we, we see you, we care about you and we're taking steps towards you. Right. Right. And then with the idea that if, if it, as a, from a leadership perspective, if we do that, they're going to take care of 
our kids, right? That's our right. patients. So it all kind of comes yeah. together, right? Um, and and you know, let's let's take ourselves out of the healthcare industry for a second. You know, take care of our people. They're going to take care of our customers. That's right. Right. And so that's a direct lo- uh, relationship between employee experience and customer experience. That's and so right. I, I just I, I love how it all comes together here. Yeah. Um, so and I'm going to go tactical here for just sure. a second. Um, love tactical. So I'm just thinking. With 13,000 people, Linda, I mean, rolling out a new mission, you know, this strategy, that's, that's not an easy task, right? I mean, that, 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 there's a lot of planning, a lot of work goes into that. Would love to hear, I think previously we talked about there was a big focus you put on empowering managers mm-hmm. and reinforcing this message with the managers so that they can reinforce it. Talk to us a little bit about Tactically, how do you how did you do this? How did the organization accomplish and achieve the goals around this? Yeah, well, it, it is it is a big task. So where we started was we had an all hands on meeting with our top managers uh, and above. So it's about six hundred people, managers, okay. directors, VPs, and we shared um, the new children's story, but we shared it in a way in stories, in vignettes. We had employees come and talk about what it meant to them, to our leaders. And so we really involved the front line in this leadership meeting for them to say, this is why I believe in this promise, these values. And so we brought it to life very creatively um, through video and, and presentations. We then said to every, you know, all of our managers and above, you know, we need you to cascade this down. And we gave everyone, you know, a walk around deck, tools, resources. We created a, um, a children's story hub on our intranet so that managers could access those resources and, and make it available. But we did two other kind of unique things. Um, we had something called a culture lab. Well, we brought that same group of um, 600 and above in different sessions together to have what we called culture labs. Okay. So we brought them together and we said, okay, how do we make this real? What are some challenges in our culture that we can solve? And they came up with a lot of different ideas and we kind of treated it a little bit like a shark tank. We then had the executive team, they presented to us and then we voted on which ideas we thought had the most merit, yeah. and then we implemented them. It's like you're funding, you know, right. startups and here. So it was totally like <laughs> yeah, that. So okay. each of them, you know, had a table, and they they came up with they thought would help move the needle on our culture the most. Okay. And so one of those ideas was a concept called leader lean in, and we said, okay, yep, we'll sign up. So each executive team member adopted. A clinical unit. So, for example, I adopted the emergency department, okay. and we shadowed in that department. We met with management team. We um, went to meetings. We really got to know that particular department deep. Yeah. And it was our way of showing, you know, what we really care about our clinical areas, and um, and we kind of adopted them. And so now I feel like I'm a a card-carrying member of the emergency department. <laughs> that is such a that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that was one of the ideas that came out of the culture labs. It has been so successful. Um, another idea that came out of there was to have frontline champions, um, and we call them culture champions. So it's a group of frontline employees that represent various areas in our organization, and we come together every other month. 
and I lead that group. We share information about what's going on with children's. Mm -hmm. We always start with the children's story and all of our culture elements and tie every topic in that meeting back to one of those cultural elements. They are then tasked to taking that information out to their colleagues, um, to their employees. um, And it's been a very successful way to get the word out from the front line. So it's it's kind of a top-down and a grassroots-up way to really make this culture part of the fabric. I love it. Um, one of the one of the challenges I hear from other leaders, especially at a you know when you have a lot of large number of employees, is you know they'll put a lot of work into you know relooking at their mission and values. Everyone's really excited, but, but then fatigue sets in, yeah. right? And you kind of go back to your your baseline or your right. norm. And and so what I love about the the you know the, the the culture group that comes together and and the leaders leaning in is it's it, it tells me that it's how you make it sustainable. Right. That's right. right. Um, and because you know um, you're you're learning too, right? Well, right. how does this? How do you live this in the emergency room? Right. right? What does it mean when right. you have you know, you have a, you know, people who are coming in and you're happy, you know, and so those are real things that, you know, right. now they're knowing that you understand. So I love that. Um, the other thing that you, I, I, I wanted to, to highlight that you shared was um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, so you brought these leaders in and then you had, um, you had, you know, these stories of the impact I guess that that you know that is being made in the community, um, and that makes it real, right. right? And people relate to stories; they remember stories. So I love that idea, and I'm I'm kind of speaking just from a leadership perspective, things that you know maybe I can apply to our team, right? Or right. other leaders can apply. So, um, but I love that about the storytelling, and you know because at, at Children's, the work that you do is so meaningful, mm-hmm. like. I don't want to lose sight of that, right? right? I don't want to forget that, right? Hey, I get busy, but I don't want to forget that. So, right. so thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, um, next, next question uh, I wanted to just get your thoughts on. I can't believe that we're already looking at the second half of this year. Right. Looking into uh, even to next year, are there certain things that you're looking at next? What are maybe some of the trends or some of the things on the horizon for, for children's um, that, yeah. that are on top of mind for you right now? Yeah. Well, um, pretty exciting news is after a couple of years of, 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 of some struggle, our retention is really back to pre-pandemic levels, very, very high. And we just did an engagement survey, and those scores were extremely high. That's great. We were so thrilled. And so we're digging into that data to say, you know what? We're thrilled with that, but we need to keep improving. I think one of the things, um, particularly with a younger generation that we're seeing, is they want some flexibility and benefits. Yeah. You know, uh, many of them are on their parents' healthcare plans until they're 26. So the younger employees, you know, it's just not as valuable. Um, and so we've got to try and find a way to provide some benefits that are meaningful to um, all generations. And yeah. so we're really looking at that uh, for the years to come. Um, what what might we offer in terms of flexibility there? Obviously, we're always have our eye on being competitive with compensation. Uh, We're rolling out a number of leadership development programs for the level just below our managers, some more of our supervisor level, and we're excited about that. So really staying focused on those things that employees say make a difference, which are recognition, 
career development, and of course their total rewards package. Yep, love it. Um, well, Selena, thank you so much for for just sharing your yeah. you know your experiences, right? Your real world lessons learned. Um, you know, as we wrap up today, one of the things that we we always try to do, we want to do for our audience is to, to leave them with a practical next step, you know, an action that they can take and apply to their team. So, um, you know, thinking, you know, in a healthcare setting or not, or even beyond that, you know, is there kind of a key takeaway that, that you know, you can leave us with today that maybe they can go and apply to their team? Yeah, I think one of the, the things that um, has really worked for us that I think has been a game changer is really leadership visibility. So leaders walking around and and that doesn't cost any money. Although yeah. if you want to walk around with some, you know, treats or little trinkets, that is always accepted too. But yeah. you know, physically walking to people's spaces, having a little chat with them. And so um, we just last week celebrated National Hospital Week and we used it as an opportunity for all of our leaders to take, you know, a half day and just walk around and interact with our employees, talk to them, ask them how they're doing. And I just think that nothing beats, you know, leader visibility and taking the time to stop and recognize every employee. Yeah. So I, I think that can go a long way. Just just taking the, and because schedules are so busy and I think employees know that, but so just taking the time to invest in that person. Yeah. Um, Love that. Yeah. Love that. And it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't right? cost anything. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Um, well, Linda, thank you again so much for uh, joining us on The Great Retention uh, today. Um, again, just love the work that you're doing. Love you as a leader and just really appreciate your insights today. Yeah, thank you. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat With Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.